Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. A Dear Media original podcast. Hi, welcome to Good Instincts. I'm Shira Barlow, but you may know me as the food therapist. Join me every Monday through Friday for bite-sized episodes designed to help you close the gap between where you are right now and where you want to go. This should feel good, like really good. And it will, I promise. Today we have Jordan Younger here, host of the Balanced Blonde podcast, also on Dear Media, author of Breaking Vegan and longtime content creator. This is a total treat for me because she's also someone I'm very fond of. Jordan, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. We're also neighbors. We're also friends. I sure. love your son. Same. Atticus loves you. Same. So it's just perfect to be here. I'm so thankful. It's also funny that this is how we're getting together, which does happen in this day and age. It does. I know. I'm trying to be better about being more available and more spontaneous. And that's one of my goals for 2023. It's actually so perfect that you just started off with that because this week we talked all about the future and connecting with your future self and how by doing that, you can actually make it easier to make choices that really benefit yourself later on. And I was wondering what you were thinking about for the future and what you were hoping for yourself and what you were focusing on. I mean, such a perfect time to have this conversation. I take New Year's very seriously, not in the way of putting a ton of pressure on like a date on the calendar is going to change your life, but more like I like the excitement of a clean slate and switching things up. So I also like to take December really cozy. I've just been home a lot with the baby and I like to think about and visualize the future year ahead. And I'm all about visualizing my future self. So I do see a lot of new routines. I see leaving a lot of things in 2022, walking away from them for good, like people pleasing, really working on boundaries, working on that constant balance of being a mom and having a career that I love. And I have a one-year-old, so I'm newer to the balance. And I know that you took a lot of time off when you had your son. And I always tell you how inspiring that is to me. And I kind of did that. I just didn't do it for as long. So I still crave this time with my son, but I also have so many ambitions heading into 2023. So I have realized lately, because I have 
been sick, and we'll talk about this in bite-sized form, but with chronic Lyme disease since I was 26, now I'm 32. So I have realized that with being sick, I have kind of coasted along for the last many years on the foundation that I built when I was younger, much younger with The Balanced Blonde. I built the podcast, built the blog, have this incredible audience, and I've been coasting which is great. But now it's time for more. I have bigger ambitions. I realized I was living in a lot of fear of not having enough energy to Mm. maintain a bigger career, like a bigger me, a bigger brand. Mm. And it might sound crazy to some people because I know I have done a lot. And the balance wand is something I'm so proud of. But there's a lot of newness. There's books that I'm writing. There's something coming early next year, which is going to be more of like a hub for everyone with meditations. And it's going to be really exciting. So I haven't talked about it much, but kind of dropping the deets here. It's all the stuff I've dreamed up for many years and always thought, not now, maybe in the future, not now, maybe next year. And now it's just time. And now it's time. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that so much. And I, and you know, and I say this all the time that I'm really proud of you and the way that you have really integrated motherhood into your life, which I took a significant amount of time off. But what I really had to learn, which I think that you got to quicker than I did, was integrating your pre-Atticus life into your professional life and all these other pieces, which I think is really beautiful. So I think that's so exciting that it's, now. And one of the things I've always known about you is that you've always really listened to your gut. Like you've been good at that. It's something maybe not always, 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 but as far as I've been aware of you and something that you've come to in different places, whether it's breaking vegan or with different parts of your career. And I was wondering if you had any advice for people who maybe had a hard time connecting to their gut. Definitely. I take a lot of time to go inward And I've gotten better at that as I've gotten older and I have had to live a different type of life because of dealing with chronic illness. So I have always listened to my gut because I think it's a bit of who I am. It's very Libra. I've always been very connected to my gut. And that's why I wrote Breaking Vegan when I was 21. And even though I no longer connect really to that, I know that it serves a purpose for in people's lives, which makes me feel really good. But as I got older, I had to learn to listen to my gut and intuition even deeper. And I think the best way to do that is to take time for stillness. So many of us don't do that. Even when we're alone, we're listening to a podcast or we're on the phone, voice noting our friends, texting. I mean, it's what I'm doing all day long too. But we have to carve out that time, whether it's exercise in peace and you can really get your mind going tap into your gut, your intuition, or take a bath. I take a bath every single night. That's a fun fact about me. (laughs) I'm a big, relax, unwind in the bath kind of girl. I meditate. I know that's not for everyone, but I love Joe Dispenza meditations. Those Mm. have really changed my life. And I think we can't listen to our gut and intuition if we're not taking time to get still and get quiet with our mind. It's completely true. And we talk about it a lot and how that affects our relationship with ourselves and our relationship with food and all of that. And I think in talking about that, you touched on this a little bit about chronic illness. And I think you've been so generous about the way you share that because I think it really helps a lot of people. And I was 
wondering, A, how you're feeling right now. And B, I was really curious about your ketamine journey. Oh, yeah. yeah. We have to talk yes, about please. ketamine yes. and psychedelics. We could talk about that all day long. Yes, please. But first, how are yeah, you really? How am I feeling? Yeah. I've been better, to be honest. I really learned how to heal myself, which I'm very passionate about. Really learned how to heal myself with mindset and food and lifestyle, cutting a lot of stress out of my life, finding so many good functional medicine doctors, Chinese medicine doctors. I became my own advocate. And those of us with chronic illness, we joke that we have an unofficial PhD or we're unofficial doctors, which obviously don't take our uh, medical advice, but for yourself, that's what you have to become. And I did that for the last six years. So I got to a really good place before I had Atticus. And then pregnancy was a lot on my body. I had a really healthy pregnancy, thank goodness. But postpartum was physically a lot. It's very inflammatory to the body, which you know, and I'm sure a lot of people listening can either imagine or have experienced firsthand. And for someone with chronic illness, the main thing we're trying to avoid is inflammation. So I've been struggling a little bit. I'm a wellness guinea pig. I'll try anything. And that brings us to ketamine. So I've been into psychedelic therapy since 2018, which is back in the throes of Lyme disease, I was so hopeless. I was pretty much at the point where I felt like nothing's going to heal me. I'm going to live this way forever and or not to be morbid, but this is going to kill me. It's crazy to look back and say that, but I also have been feeling so sick again that I get back into that headspace. It's very tough. And I think people have a misconception about Lyme because you can see someone with Lyme who's thriving. They're doing great. It's really not that big of a deal in their life. But then on the other end of the spectrum, there are some of us with Lyme who really are fighting for our lives. So that's how I found psychedelics. Mm. And they completely transformed my perception of life. I went into my first psychedelic journey with the intention to find out why? Why do I have a chronic illness? And I found out why. It was a combination of so many things, including lineage stuff that I've been carrying for many, many, many generations that lives in my body. And then stuff from my actual life, from my childhood, trauma. So some of these things I've revisited through psychedelic journeys and realized that was traumatic, that I haven't given that enough credit. So done a lot of personal healing, focusing on this life, but also bringing in the ancestral trauma. And I call myself a pattern breaker for the lineage. So it feels like a calling and also a duty to continue on the psychedelic path, which has opened me up to wanting to be a facilitator someday for others on this psychedelic path. It's been amazing. So ketamine. I've been exploring more recently. We hear ketamine and we're like, oh, people do that at clubs. Like I didn't know that because I'm very naive, but (laughs) I I real learned that Mm -hmm. on the internet because people were going crazy when I started talking about it. And there's the K-hole and all of that. When you're doing it with a psychedelic therapist, someone who's trained, someone who really knows how to hold space and also understands the whole 
range of why people do this type of ketamine therapy. It's so different than that. It's so safe, but it is incredibly psychedelic. So I used to do ketamine IVs, which I call meditative and a little bit psychedelic. But then I started doing intramuscular ketamine therapy. And that takes you to pretty much another planet within 20 seconds. So that has been where I've been this whole winter. And then I just say, like, I return to Earth every so often. I mean, I'm joking, but not really to to talk about the experience. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Like my jaw just dropped. I mean, I've heard you talk about it a little bit, but that is so interesting. And for you, it has felt incredibly healing. Yeah, for me, it's felt incredibly healing. And I know it's not for everyone. I think we are all aware that everybody is different and there is no magic cure. What works for me might not work for someone else. But I will say I've gotten a lot of friends and a lot of people who are also struggling either with physical health or mental health or both. I've gotten them on the train and it's been incredible. I think a key piece is the therapy component. I have been able to do a lot of inner healing with my ketamine therapist that I haven't really visited when I've done other psychedelic journeys and ceremonies because he really keeps me present and keeps me accountable. So when I'm so deep on the journey, he'll say, how does this relate back to your life? And what do you want to do about it? And then I have taken action in my daily life based off of some of the visions that I've seen, the places that I've been. And it has changed me from the inside out. I'm a calmer person, a happier person. I don't have any sadness about the fact that I have gone through all of these chronic illnesses. I feel grateful. Wow. I've heard you speak about it a little bit, but to hear you speak about it this way is actually really powerful. And one of the things that I keep hearing from listeners is that they're really enjoying hearing about people like you who have found a lot of success in this track that isn't necessarily so mainstream. And I was wondering if you attributed it to anything specifically. Yes. I think (laughs) even if I think back to my childhood, I have never been a mainstream person. Yeah. The older that I've gotten, I look back and I see my entire life and was like, oh, nothing about me was mainstream. Nothing about me was normal, quote unquote. Nobody's normal, by the way, but that's a whole (laughs) other topic to get into. (laughs) However, I tried to fit into a very normal mold for most of my life. And that caused a lot of anxiety in my belief system. It also can cause illness. I think back to myself in college, I was partying, I was drinking every night, I was in a sorority. I was having fun. I don't regret those days, but I certainly was not who my authentic self is in my heart. And I knew that. I would actually fantasize about a day that I was married and had a baby and was kind of just being who I really Mm -hmm. am. And sometimes I have to look back on that and think, whoa, I have that now. I'm living that now to be so thankful for what I have now, even though I'm still healing and I'm still growing every single day. So I would say to your listeners, embrace not being mainstream. Embrace not being normal. You don't owe an explanation to anyone. You can explore these things. You can talk about them if you want to. You can keep it to yourself if you want to. I would encourage people to be open because what do you have to lose? I think anyone who does judge you, it's coming from a place of their own insecurity and their own projections. So that's what I've had to learn. But 
in a more public way. I share everything to a fault and it's written in my birth chart. I'm a reflector in human design, which basically means a mirror. So if you're with me or if you're with any reflector, you see yourself. If you don't like something, it might be something that you need to confront about yourself. If you love something, then, oh, maybe you're really happy about where you are in your life. And of course, we're all mirrors, but human design is fascinating. Do you know your human design? I don't. And I'm so glad that you're going into this realm because what I really wanted to ask you was about human design. But I also know that you love numbers and numerology. And I was like wondering what you were feeling collectively for the year. Yeah, I do love numbers and numerology. I mean, all of it is like wrapped up into a similar umbrella, but they're all different in their own way. Yes. My lucky number is 201. People are always like, what? Because that's like a string of numbers. Even my son was born on 12-21-21 and I manifested that. And it's just cool. I believe in synchronicities. I believe Uh. that the universe is always working in our favor. There's a divine plan for everything that was orchestrated before we were even born. So I believe in the eternal souls of it all. Mm. You're an eternal soul. I'm an eternal soul. Everyone (laughs) listening. And these are our human bodies. And it's so important to take care of them and be present here in this life. But yeah, collectively for the year, I really do feel like 2023 is going to be the clean slate that many of us are wishing for. I think it's been a really tough few years. And I think after 2020 and everything that happened and how much everyone's lives changed. I think we wanted 2021 to be different, 2022 to be different. And for many of us, that hasn't really been the case. We've been slowly emerging into a new life, a different life. And I do think 2023 gives us enough distance from a lot of that to create new routines, new habits, new joy to really thrive. I just see a lot of newness. We're in the Aquarian age. The age of Aquarius is all about new directions, all about independence, all about not being mainstream, by the way. So I think these things that sound so taboo to us right now, potentially psychedelics, potentially, I don't know what else. There's a lot of taboo subjects, I think are just going to become more and more normal, more and more mainstream. I mean, especially as psychedelics get legalized for therapy. You're going to be hearing your grandparents talk about this, you know? It's wild. And to me, it's exciting. It is so exciting. And I think that newness piece I really relate to and I feel really strongly about too. Yeah. I have two questions that I ask all the guests just to wrap things up. The first is, what is something that's really grounding you right now? It could be a thing or a practice or even a person, like something that's making you feel really grounded. The first thing that comes to mind is my husband, Mm. even if it sounds kind of cheesy. No, I know you guys together. I totally buy this. He's my literal (laughs) other half. Like I didn't leave my house for like three weeks because I had bronchitis. Mm. So I think I would have gone mental. Well, I've been struggling anyways, but I would have really had some huge breakdowns if it weren't for him. And he just keeps me whole. He really does. And he's my inspiration too, because he doesn't compare himself to anyone. He doesn't worry about what anyone thinks about him or me. And I just need more of that in my life. I love that so much. I love seeing you guys together and I adore him. He is such a good egg. And I think it's so sweet for people to hear you say that. It really tracks. 
the last one's kind of silly, but I do think that people get curious, which is what is a meal or a snack that you could never get sick of? Oh my God, that is such a good question. This is going to be a surprising one. Okay. It's random. I'm very into kitchery. Okay. The Ayurvedic yeah. dish. Yeah. And it's weird because postpartum, I've had so many food aversions. I haven't been able to eat like any of the foods that I normally love. Oh, if you had asked me this question a year ago, I would have said like bananas and almond butter or chocolate, banana, nut butter, like that whole thing is yeah. so me. I don't eat any of those things anymore, at least right now. Postpartum is wild. And I'm just really into savory foods and I could eat kitchery for every meal. We have had this incredible postpartum Ayurvedic chef Amazing. who makes food for us. Not all the time. I, I make kitchery too, but it's always in our fridge and I'm always eating it. So I highly recommend. I have a recipe on my website. It's an old blog post, but you know, oldie but a goodie. It makes sense to me just intuitively given the fact that like you have been so inflamed and you have been getting back to basics. And that really is the food that historically people eat right after they give birth to like heal from the inside out. Yeah. So, it's very nourishing. Like a warm hug. Yes. Dorn, thank you so much for being here. This was such a treat. Thank you for having me. This was very special. Anytime. Love you. Love you. Thank you so much for listening to Good Instincts, hosted and written by me, Shira Barlow. You can find me on Instagram at Shira underscore RD. Good Instincts is a Dear Media Daily produced by Katherine Hugh. If you like this episode, please make sure to follow or subscribe wherever you're listening. And don't forget to rate us.